0: You're listening to Hawk Talk, the official podcast of Monmouth University Athletics. Here are your hosts, Eddie Accapinti and Greg Viscomi. You know, one of the more interesting things that we've seen doing all of our Hawk Talk conversations is it's really the time management skills that a lot of our student athletes have to be able to, to break and come and talk to Greg and I for so long is we're so appreciative of it. But some weeks exams, competition, things catch up to us. So today's a kind of a special Hawk Talk. And, and it's a little bit of a treat because we're taking a little bit of a break from talking to some of the great student athletes and coaches here at Monmouth. And, and Greg and I are going to make sure that we update you. There's a lot of cool things going on, end of the year things, things off campus. So so Greg and I had to jump on and make sure that we keep you updated of everything that's going on. It's what we do. It's our civic duty. It's actually what we get paid for. Mm. But sometimes that might be even the most fun of podcasts. I mean, how do we follow Tennessee Tremaine up anyway?
1: It's great. and His numbers are tracking really good. If you have not listened to Tennessee Tremaine, which was the last Talk Talk episode, I believe 18, um, you go back and listen to a fascinating young man. He'll be competing uh, this weekend in the Penn Relays and next weekend in the MAC Championships. Uh, really, really, really good interview, I thought. Uh, and he's a, a long list of, of good interviews we've had all year um, so far. So uh, this morning I was worried that we were going to put one out this week because we just got... It's just been a super busy week with everything, and and I know you have uh, three broadcasts this weekend, so I, I certainly don't want to wear out your voice for all those listening on ESPN. Uh, but I am glad that we were able to get get together this morning because we do have some pretty good stuff to talk about, and it'll just be me and you, no guest, and uh, we'll 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 try to bang out a couple minutes and uh, and get, give the people what they want. Dare I say?
0: Well, the guests are definitely. the the highlight of what we do, but I I think, you know, kind of like changing the game a little bit now, providing the update while also reminding, like Greg said, everyone to go back and listen through a lot of our previous Hawk Talks, even one that we, you know, let's go way back to the first spring athlete that we spoke to in Trey Dombrowski, who will start today mm-hmm. for the baseball team. They play Ryder, the defending MAC tournament champs at 3 o'clock. The conversation we had then with Trey holds true now sure. with a lot of what he discussed then. Um, so please get caught up on everything. But we're going to catch you up on all the things going on around Mammoth Athletics now. And, and Greg, it's, it's award season around college campuses. Mm-hmm. You're, you're starting to see all over social media. Um, our colleagues at other schools, and and, and we're, we're no different with giving away some awards. We had uh, some great special events that are coming up, but this past week on Tuesday, we gave away our awards, the Full list of winners is on mammothhawks.com. A little intrigue. Is there still a couple of awards to be handed out? Sure, that was fun. But it was a great night to get. We haven't gotten everyone together in a couple of years and, mm-hmm. and what a raucous energy in the room. The stream is live on our YouTube channel now. It was awesome.
1: It really was. And and I think that we've kind of refined the awards, uh, end-of-year awards ceremony to 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 get it in and out in about 90 minutes, which I think is is really what everybody was looking for. They want to get together. They want to get dressed up. They want to celebrate their teammates and and celebrate themselves. But then it's also right before finals starts, the seniors, you know, maybe have gotten some of their finals out of the way, want to go out and get together. It's senior week. I think they have a bunch of events around. Um, So I certainly understand that, and I thought it was really good. People were juiced. Um, The marketing department went out and got an awesome 360, I guess photo booth is what the best way you could call it that shot like video and stuff. And that was really, really cool. And I think a bunch of our student athletes took advantage of that, uh, before and after the show. So, uh, it's really cool. Like Eddie said, get on there and, and look at, um, kind of, the YouTube recap of it. And and also obviously on social media, we put up a bunch of stuff and every team's leadership award winner and MVP award winner, including the, uh, the, the end of year, big time awards, uh, with the exception of the Paul Gaffney student athletes of the year, because we had a little bit change this year.
0: Yeah. We will be giving those away at the conclusion of the spring sports seasons. Um, which is, you know, it's great because you allow all these spring sports that that are, you know, competing now to, to wrap up, and um, the department does give away two other what we call major awards. We we do. And, and we have to thank the provost here at Monmouth University, uh, Dr. Pamela Scott-Johnson. She came out and gave away our Kelsey Award, which is the top student-athletes. Three different 4.0 student-athletes were honored in three different sports. President Leahy was there. He gave away our Bill Boylan Award. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we gave away the Joan Martin Award as well. Our athletic director, Jeff Stapleton, gave that away. So for for those stories, and we go into detail with why these athletes won, go on our YouTube Uh, page right now. The stream is there. com has all of the award winners. Um, And like Greg said, it's all over social media as well. That was like the first big special event that we do in the spring. Um, And another one that we do that I feel it's good for listeners to understand why we do it because it's been one of our favorite events forever and it's the senior athlete reception. Yeah. So you do the awards, you get everyone together, that's great. But then you have a night just for seniors. I believe it's the day before graduation.
1: Yeah, well this year I guess it's two days. Two days. Graduation, we have some kind of different thing going on on campus on Wednesday, where it's like Wednesday the eleventh that the seniors come and they wear their gowns but not their caps, and somebody comes and speaks. I don't know. It's at it's at it's at Castle. It'll be a really nice event apparently um, for for our seniors, and then they graduate on Thursday. But on Tuesday night, like you mentioned, over uh, over in um, the Great Hall slash Erlinger Gardens. Uh, It is. It's an awesome event. There's no program. You know, uh, Jeff Stapleton, our director of athletics, will get up, say a few words. I think the president's going to say a couple words. And then it's just like eating and drinking and hanging with your teammates and their parents and your coaches and having an opportunity to say, like, talk about, like, thank you for being a, a hawk and. Um, you know, we mingle around and we talk with different athletes that we really like. I usually hit up, you know, women's across and football because I work with those two programs closely, but also go around and see some of the other programs and the other student athletes that I've gotten in over the last four, five, six years with COVID. So it, it's a really awesome night, and, and I think it's something special we do. And I think Dr. McNeil started that, and, and, and we're going to continue holding that on. Um, you know, they get their diploma frames, which is the, the senior athlete gift, the really nice diploma frames for Monmouth. Um, so that, that, that's a great event. Uh, I don't want to skip over the Joe Compagni track, uh, dedication, which is taking place on Sunday. Uh, the Mercers and some other people came together and wanted to honor coach Compagni and, uh, Sunday morning, they're going to do that with, uh, the, the unveiling of the stenciling on the track of, uh, Joe Compagni court. So, or excuse me, Joe Compagni track. Uh, so that'll be pretty cool. Coach Joe will be there. There's a, a brunch before that's kind of exclusive in quotes, um, just some some people that he wanted invited, and then afterwards is the ceremony, and then uh, I think there's a barbecue afterwards, or you can grab something to eat and, and chat. So uh, if you haven't RSVP'd for that, and you're a track person, or if you know Coach Compagni and all the great things he did when he was here, uh, you know, head over to uh, mammothhawks.com or get in touch with Ken Taylor to. To register for that event.
0: So that'll be again this Sunday as well. Greg mentioned the senior athlete reception that is also coming up. And it coincides with the spring seasons um, starting to come to a close, which for mm-hmm. us, it's a bit more, um, maybe not emotional is the word, but it's a bit more, I, I think, special because it's closing Mammoth's chapter in the MAC as we get ready to embark on the next story and the next journey of Mammoth Athletics, which is in the CAA. But Uh, And you heard Jeff Stapleton say it the other night at our awards banquet, very excited to end the university stay in the MAC, as did President Leahy in his remarks, with uh, hopefully some championships here in the spring. Um, You know, the baseball season goes well into, and it goes all the way to Memorial Day weekend. Um, Softball's away this weekend, but the the most immediate kind of postseason's coming up. You mentioned track and field. That's next weekend with this weekend being the Penn Relays. But um, the first spring postseason is now starting, yeah. um, and it is women's lacrosse, and the Hawks will be the one seed, so they're not busy this weekend. They'll be busy in the semifinals with a bye. Um, they're giving away some major awards that are all over social media today. Uh, we have to congratulate uh, Coach Jordan Troutman on yeah. a well-deserved Coach of the Year honor. But
1: maybe some other Hawks should have got some awards and didn't. Well, Cassidy Orban was, uh, which we had on the the podcast here. She was the midfielder of the year, which I thought was awesome. I, I'm so. I think when people hear that, Coach. I've only bumped into three people. When people hear that coach Troutman was the coach of the year in the Mac on our last year, on our way out our first, our first, first overall seed since joining the Mac in 2014. Um, I think people are really excited for coach Troutman. I know I am. Um, Jared Weiss bumped into me and told me he he was really pumped for her. Uh, I I think uh, Caroline Brennan got jobbed. She should have been the rookie of the year. Uh, they gave it to an, another very good rookie from Iona. Um, but then I went just and looked and, and Caroline Brennan, I think, is the only freshman on the first team all Mac. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I am now oh uh, no, I'm sorry, I'm second she was the second. There are two first team All Macs, Caroline Brennan and uh Claire McCo. McCoo, I don't know, from Manhattan, who's a defender. Um So I don't know how you're on the first-team All-Mac, but you're not the rookie of the year. It's a weird... We've
0: seen things like that with the Mac before where it's all based on how the voting takes place and are you eligible for certain things based on it. And quite frankly, it's just confusing, and and I'm happy I don't get involved with it because (laughs) it doesn't make a lot of sense. You know, we've seen that in other sports where you could be first-team All-League, but you're not maybe a special award, but someone else is. Mm -hmm. I mean, we watch the games and no disrespect to anybody else. Caroline Brennan had one of the best rookie seasons, not yeah. just in Mac history but in Mammoth history.
1: Yeah, and she helped lead us to a number 1 seed, no disrespect to any other teams, but they had really good um they had really good non-conference seasons playing maybe not great Competition. We played some pretty good competition. Our conference came out of there with a pretty good record. So it doesn't matter. In the end, when you talk to these kids, and, and I, Caroline Brennan's definitely someone we're going to have on the show because she's just got a really, really great. Uh, personality she'll tell you that she doesn't necessarily even care about that Um, she just wants to win a championship so they have two more games to do that starts up on Thursday and Friday excuse me
0: yeah it starts next Friday that's at Siena because so Monmouth and Siena tied for the number one seed Monmouth beat them head 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 to head head. so Monmouth's the one but because Monmouth can't host because we're moving into the CAA the tournament will be up at Mm Siena which I have yet to I've actually in our nine years I've never been on Siena's campus really Every time I go to
1: Siena, you're going to. I'm going to the Times game. Union Center. Yeah.
0: No, it's. Good. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I was never at a soccer. Ga- there was never a, a soccer game there or something like that. So
1: they, yeah. got, they got a good little lacrosse facility, I guess. Lacrosse and soccer. It's is that where? Bad.
0: Okay. So so there you go. So that'll be next weekend. That tournament starts this weekend. Mammoth will play the lowest advancing seed out of the two matchups that are in the opening round that takes place um, on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Another postseason that is coming up and hopefully one that the men's team can get into they're the defending champions it's the men's lacrosse side they have a huge huge i mean their playoff start tomorrow yeah huge game at maris there i believe winning in um in that game i'm not sure if they need help as well i thought
1: someone said we had to win and sienna had to lose
0: oh because sienna beat yeah, us to head. that's to head. right so
1: we got to win sienna's got to lose for for us to be in
0: so there you go but Men's lacrosse, if you know in this league, yeah, it's lot of one priority. one game here and there. It, it all comes down to really it's gonna come down to like a possession. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and and you know, if if Mama's playing, you know, defense, I trust Noah Lodi. If they're on attack, you hope someone like, you know, Connor McCray or one of these great young attacks can go Step out up. and make a play. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so it, it's a great I mean, you know, we're getting to that end of the year. You know, if you look around Mamet's last year in the Mac to this point with a few championships yet to come. Um, Monmouth has the inside track for another commissioner's cup, and one yeah. of the reasons why is the dominant effort last weekend by the men's tennis program.
1: They're unbelievable winning again, right? And I said, This is how stupid I am. I said, Oh, I think Fairfield's gonna no, be there. I, <laughs> I agree with you. And then I looked at <laughs> it, they not in it, they didn't make it. I can't believe it. And it was obviously 4-0. They stopped the matches after you get the win. Uh, I, I think the selection show was Monday, I believe it is May 2nd. So we'll find out where we go. There's some people leaning, saying maybe Harvard, maybe Virginia. So uh, just saw Coach late in the hallway uh, right before we started taping, and said congrats to him and good luck. And uh, we had him on two two episodes ago, so you should go check that out and give a lot of insight to how you build a dominant uh, tennis team, and, and obviously coming in from from Wilkes and and his relationship with President Leahy. So uh, that'll be exciting to find out where they're going. I mean,
0: I'm hoping it's not virgin mom it's been in virginia plenty Mm in men's tennis Mm -hmm. playing columbia a couple i'm sorry playing penn state at the u.s tennis center in queens was super cool a couple years ago i hope they get to go play a different opponent yeah a harvard an ivy league
1: yeah i think harvard's pretty good but no no no, they're
0: good but you want a different experience you know like
1: i think it's great that team is so underloved for how good they are that you know they just, it's just, so it's almost like an expectation, which is unfair to them. It you know, is like, unfair. It is. And we'll see, because from what I can tell in the CAA, golf's, or golf, tennis is pretty good. Golf is good too, but tennis is pretty good. So I think, I think it'll be a fun challenge that, to see if we can continue to, to make a run at trying to win a tennis championship.
0: And it kind of leads us into, you know, the, the golf's actually had a really good run down in Orlando last weekend. Mm-hmm highest finishes in a couple of years, the men with three sub 300 rounds. The first time they've ever done that at the Mac championships, the women with their highest finish uh, since I believe 2017. So all good stuff kind of moving forward, but uh, it wouldn't be a Hawk talk if, if Greg and I couldn't sneak in some football conversation. Yeah, we got to. And we got the, to. the spring football game was last week here at Monmouth. You got to see some great performances by some young players TJ Spite, the wide receiver, really showed out. Everyone played pretty well. You got to see all the quarterbacks go out. So it's great to see that spring season end with such an exciting day. That takes us into a larger football conversation. But, you know, Greg, what were your, you know, you were on the field. I was upstairs. What were your sentiments of that spring game last weekend?
1: Uh, I think my sentiments were like like every spring game. It goes in like waves, right? Like couple series the, the defense will have some really good plays. couple series is the offense will have some really good plays. One thing I was really impressed with was the offense's ability to run the ball. I think we have some really, I think yes. we, we could have the best trio of running backs in FCS football. I, I'm not just saying that because I'm a PR mouthpiece for them, but I really think those three guys, Juwan Fari, Jane Sheridan and Owen Wright could be the three. It is a three headed monster. I was watching Owen Wright just run up the middle and, and thinking to myself like yeah i'm a 43 year old man but like i wouldn't want to tackle him no at like, no
0: point in my he, life would i want to do that
1: he is just compact and he's got a little bit of speed to him or at least quickness and he will just run people over he's he's, he's very much like devell jones um, maybe even a little more powerful i think devell had a little bit more finishing down on the goal line but i think i think it would be a run for its money and of course devell is up at st peter's prep uh, mentoring the young uh, running backs up there now. We'd love to see him come back on campus, bring his guys. Uh, but I, I thought that. I thought the, I thought Tony Musket has, has taken another step forward and, and looks really good. T.J. Spate, somebody that we don't really talk about a lot, slot wide receiver. He's a freshman last year. He came up with some really big plays, and, and he's showing his quickness and his explosiveness. Uh, so we'll see if he can get on the field this year with, with a host of wide receivers coming back. Um, obviously we didn't have two of our big transfers, uh, Ugo BC, uh, the Virginia wide receiver, um, was with, he was in, you know, he was in attendance, but he, he obviously is not coming into school until after, uh, he wraps up down there in Virginia. He will be like a three-year graduate. So, you know, he's pretty smart and, um, he'll get along just fine here at Monmouth. Uh, the defensive side, you know, a lot of pieces. Remy Johnson at linebacker, I think he's going to take a huge step. He's going to look. He looked pretty good. The defensive backfield will be the, the will be the strength uh, of, of this team um, with Tyrese Wright and Thomas Jo coming over from Temple. I think he's going to step in uh, and kind of kind of fill that that Anthony Bud role the best he can. Um, and then we we had a bunch of guys on the D line hurt. Uh, Justin O'Bannon had caught an interception and ran, ran kind of ran out of gas at about the the minus forty yard line, but but he or the plus forty yard line he was taken off. Um, but that was kind of that was a cool play. He, he you know the ball got tipped. He, he got that and he was kind of out, but eventually got caught. And uh, everybody wants to know we lost a ton of guys in the offensive line, but I thought they looked pretty good. You know there were some sacks and stuff, and maybe some stuff to show up on pass protection. But boy, when we wanted to run the ball, it was it was kind of at will.
0: It was great to just see football being played, yeah. right, obviously. And it, it, it still feels like football weather, by the way. It feels like it's October. Yeah. yeah, it's chilly. It's
1: chilly out here in the Jersey Shore.
0: But a name you mentioned in, in Anthony Budd is a name, along with a handful of Monmouth players, that mm-hmm. either hope to have their name called or the chance to further their career starts this weekend. The NFL Draft started last night. Um, super great intriguing. The birds. They, they had a great first round. And then they,
1: I hate to say it, but the Giants did too.
0: As a Giants fan, I feel... You know when like you trust the people making decisions? Uh-huh. I haven't had that in a while. Right, right, right. And it feels like oh, it's like it feels really good to have like that being you know, who's running the franchise. Sure,
1: and I've hated on Howie Roseman for years. His last couple moves unloading Carson Wentz proved out to be a great move, and then the stuff he did yesterday proved out to be a great move. I think the D-tackle from George is going to be awesome. And I think A.J. Brown was an absolute steal with a first and a third rounder because the Titans didn't want to pay him or they couldn't pay him, whatever their deal is.
0: Yeah, it was something where they wanted to and, and they didn't, couldn't agree to, to terms. And, and it's funny with the way the Eagles ended last season, the way they were playing running the football, and you stick A.J. Brown in that, to me, it looks like now you've got that deep stretch the field threat that you didn't have, almost like a. Remember when Calvin Johnson was at Georgia Tech, right? Mm-hmm. They ran the triple option, but they could throw it up to him. Yeah. Well, now you can run the ball because that's their strength.
1: Justin Sumter-ish. Yes.
0: Yeah, and then you, now you just throw it downfield to A.J. Brown, who is, you know, 20 years ago, A.J. Brown would have been an outside linebacker. Now he's a wide receiver. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? It's crazy.
1: It's good. I'm, I'm excited.
0: I remember him and D.K. Metcalf played it all Miss together. Can mm-hmm. you imagine going into film session being like, No,
1: how do we cover these guys? What? Yeah, who's covering these guys?
0: It's crazy. So, so we, we talked about, you know, you start to see the names Anthony Bud is definitely talked about. He yep. had a
1: really great pro day, and then he went to him and and Lonnie and Justin Terry, all three of them went, I think, to the Giants' local day, right? And I pretty sure that Bud and um, Lonnie went to the Jets' local pro day too. Anthony
0: so. Bud is, I think, because of the way the NFL is now and the the, the hybridization, which isn't a word, of the corner linebacker safety position, he's going to have a chance because he's a playmaker. Yeah. He can cover people. He can tackle. He I mean, he's everything. a dude
1: who should be able to make it on special teams, in my opinion.
0: I, I think special teams and even sub packages because when you, you know, when teams sub out and all you have is pass rushers and guys that can cover on the field, he could do both of that, mm-hmm. you know? And, and, uh, and Lonnie, listen, if you want someone that can be explosive, catch the ball and make plays, he can do it. Lonnie's going to do it now. And our friend Terrence Green's going to do it in two years after he has a great year uh, coming up. So, um, you know, obviously, tremendous opportunity in front of them but there is a hawk right now well two hawks one that is playing professional football three that's a good point this
1: morning right or last night i guess uh
0: so if you're following football and and, you know greg and i do you know on, on easter sunday i was having a great time with my family, but I was locked into USFL football uh, because the Houston gamblers were on and Kenji Bahar is one of their quarterbacks. He was able to get on the field last week. Um, You know, it's a, it's another spring football league. This, this league existed in the eighties. It was a great 30 for 30 about it. If if you want to kind of go check that on or, or, you know, check that out. But now it came back. Um, our good friend Emery Hunt covers this. He's been very good, if you follow him on Twitter, with talking about the opportunities in front of Kenji. Pete Guerrero just got signed. Um, so there's
1: Matt, Matt White is punting for the New Orleans Breakers. There you go.
0: Pete got signed to the New Jersey Generals, yep. which has a really cool history. Because remember the first time they were around, it was
1: Doug Flutie, Herschel Walker, yeah. right? That was the first um, first professional football game my mom ever took me to. Was, it was New Jersey a, Generals, New Jersey General's game. Was like 1985 or something. I was like 6, 1986. Yeah, the original
0: USFL had some really cool Yeah. like they paid
1: a ton of money for players. They well they
0: did exactly. So it's great to it's another opportunity. You know, sure. these leagues are great for anyone like all of us. They're great if you, you know, want to want to work in sports and capture content. They're great if you want to do all that stuff and they're great for players to give them more opportunities. And hopefully Kenji gets, you know, I know he's, he's a little banged up, but hopefully he goes out and gets an opportunity because there's still a lot of people that are very high on his ability. As
1: a, I know you and I are, he from the game, their last game, I watched, they put him in towards the end of the second and he actually started a third. Uh, he drove them down the field a little bit, but they don't, uh, that Houston team can't pass block to save their life. And I, I I'm not saying that the players aren't good in front of them. I'm saying that it's hard to have three weeks of practice as an offensive line and gel and yeah. go in and play games, the picking up blitzes, that kind of stuff. So, Kench had, like, absolutely no time to throw the ball, and actually down on the goal line, uh, he got hurt, looked like his throwing hand hit off the top of a helmet. Um, and I sent him a text message just, you know, wishing him good luck because he's great. Uh, earlier that day, another pro hawk, um, Reggie White Jr. showed up to the spring game, and he's obviously – he will be back in camp with the Montreal Alouettes – Uh, coming up in here i think he said about a month but he FaceTimed kenji and and kenji was in a hotel room they're getting ready for walkthrough or whatever and uh we chatted a little bit there but um it's just great to see that those guys are, are thriving and they were reggie pete matt white you know they're all part of this this um this research i don't want to call it a resurgence. I don't know what to turn this. No,
0: it's it's the you're you're right. It's a group that laid the foundation for this most recent run of success. Right, right. And
1: we're talking championships, yes. Playoff runs, yes. And then ultimately getting into the CAA. I mean, I don't think the CAA looks at us if if we're a 500 or a 450 team over the last five years. Like no, but just- you
0: win a handful of championships. You go to the FCS playoffs. And that coincides with Mammoth's ascension up the Big South rankings and up the Big South standings. And and, and I think you called it, you know, they're almost the um, modern um, version of the group that I came into school with in the early 2000s, right? Each phase of mammoth football has had that group that kind of sets the foundation. So I couldn't agree with you more. This most recent group that brought Mammoth you almost want to say they brought Mammoth into the major conversation of FCS football, and it's great to see them now having success as professionals, you know, and, and, and hopefully just continue. But I'm with you. You, you draw that line 2017 to, to current. Mm-hmm. It coincides with coach and the staff getting up to speed in a league that was much better than what the Northeast Conference was.
1: 100. So now
0: they're going to do it again. It's what this program does. They meet the challenge. They find out what they have to do. They assess, they get, and they just keep moving upward 100 it really is fun to watch and it'll be fun to cover especially you're one in the caa coming up but we've got some spring championships and the mac to be decided hopefully another commissioner's cup will end up here in west long branch and 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 you know it'll end mom it's nine year stay in the mac um the way that it should and that's on top but we weren't going to let a week go by without letting everyone know about what's going on around mom with
1: athletics no definitely not and today is trade day it's known as Trade Day. It is. Come out and watch this dude deal. I mean, he is throwing 90s. He is striking people out. And there are a ton of scouts in the stands every Friday that we play.
0: It's, from, from my vantage point, it's funny because on Fridays, and the crowds have been really good when the they weather's been. been good. Um, but on Friday, that that area behind home plate, at first I'm like, why are all these people wearing these different teams? Oh, right, they're scouts. All right. That's why radar guns, you see books, books, radar guns, chatter. And he just got recently, I think it was even this week, um, you know, further moving up those MLB, um, you know, draft rankings uh, because he's being rewarded. It's one thing to have the expectations. It's another thing to have the expectations and perform. Sure. You know, when you look back at baseball players, college career, sometimes they were good, but then they, they project to be better. Right. You know, it's funny. Pat Light was a great college pitcher. Pat Light didn't have great college. Like you haven't asked him, they weren't great college numbers, but he was a professional, right? Because he was six five and he could throw the ball hard. And, and he, a lot
1: of times, I mean, baseball is a, he is a good team college game, numbers. right? Right. So if the pieces aren't around you or you have a couple injuries or sure. whatever, sometimes you're not like, oh, oh, he wasn't. He didn't go to a region. He didn't pitch in like three regionals. How could he be a second round pick? Well, right. you know, it's not just you know as a starting pitcher, you're only pitching once a week, right? But some yeah. of the guys we have that are you know Brad pat
0: well i was gonna say and that's why i you know like brad brock is the prototypical college pitcher right he he came to school he stayed all his years he got better because he wasn't as highly touted of a recruit as a pat light was and brad became a pro became an all-star pat comes here with all the ability in the world realizes the ability even though the numbers the wins and losses things like that if he stays four years it's a different story Mm -hmm. leaves early because he has a chance to leave early and good for him yeah and Trey will probably have a very similar opportunity. And, and he's kind of the latest run of Mammoth professional pitchers. And with no disrespect to Ryan Book and Brett Brock. Yeah. A ton of other guys in the Great have come college through. pitchers. Trey Dombrowski is
1: must see TV. He's must see in in person. You got like this might be it. At home, right? they have a midweek game after the series, I'm pretty sure. Which he obviously won't pitch in. <laughs> no, those midweek games are something else. What
0: was the Albany Manhattan game? Twenty
1: one twenty? 20 It was like it's
0: So Monmouth is home for Ryder. They they have Princeton, so obviously that's a non league game. Go to Fairfield, go to CN.
1: Yeah, this is Mom Ma- this is Trey's last this is home start. This is it. So be there. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't even know if I'm gonna get this cut in time. You might be too late. Well, you might be too late. Or you gotta get up to Hudson County. What's the? Where's the? I should know this. It's
0: in Pomona. I'm not sure what the name of the stadium is.
1: Pomona, New York.
0: It's in Pomona, New York. Right. Not so Pomona, New Jersey. No, that's where the Mac tournament's going to be. It's in Rockland County, I believe. So it's not terribly far away. It's it's right up Route 17. You used to be able to pop into the fireplace and go right up there. Don't
1: say it. Rip. I know. Rip. I know. I'm still waiting. Somebody's going to buy that and bring it back. They got to. I wish. I'm trying to get Jeff Stapleton.
0: To uh, right. Right. He's the only one in the building who has a chance.
1: <laughs> right. Trying to get him to buy it. Well, like I we just said, want we, the sliced steak sandwich one more time. I want that. I want the onion rings. They're good too. They were so. Or and the pickles. Yeah, the pickles. Oh, the shake How did was that good. go out of business? What are they doing up there in North Jersey? I don't know. It's Grow a, up.
0: A, it's a COVID casualty, but <laughs> it shouldn't be. On. I would have been ordering out there three times
1: a week. Yeah, if it was closer, I would have kept them afloat. Well, we or did it
0: good. with a. We, the, I personally did it with enough places around here. <laughs> Like we said, we couldn't let a week go by without without keeping you updated. We're excited to obviously bring on and, and as the spring season goes on, some more great guests. We're gonna have some alums on over the the late yeah, spring and some summer. Some people
1: who've done some great things out in the in the in the world.
0: Absolutely. So make sure that you keep it locked in. Subscribe, rate, review, tell your friends about Hawk Talk. We're gonna deliver every week, whether we have uh you know whether it's a guest or whether you get the the pleasure of Greg and I, which some would say
1: you know even
0: better. <laughs> now, only I'm saying that. No one else is saying that. Yeah, nobody says that. No one says that at all. But for Greg, I'm Eddie. We appreciate you guys. Listen again to this episode of Hawk Talk, mammothhawks.com for all of the Hawks information that you need.
1: Subscribe, 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 su- subscribe. Get them subs going.
0: Production of the Monmouth Digital Network. Hawk Talk is available on all major podcast distribution sites, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, Pandora, and more. All rights reserved.